This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelore. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks. Hey, Raw Beauty crew. I hope you are doing incredible today, and I'm so excited to chat with you. You know that I love, love, love bringing you wellness tips that can elevate not only your health and your well-being and how you feel in your body, but your entire life. And today's episode, I have a special invitation for you to incorporate a new ritual into your day, one that will help you stay more hydrated, that will give you the beautiful benefits of plant, and also one that may invite you to take a breath to check in with yourself a little bit more deeply that will help you ground down, find a little more presence in your day. And the most beautiful thing about this practice is that it only takes three to five minutes. I know (laughs) life is so busy and full for everyone right now. So I'm especially into little ways that we can tweak and up level and increase our overall vibration and the way that we're showing up in life that don't take hours and hours because who has time for that, right? Today's guest, I'm so excited to have her on the show. I've been wanting to have her on for a very long time. Her name is Sarah Siegel. She is the CEO of David's Tea. Now, you if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know back when we originally launched the show in year one, David's Tea was one of my very first partners. I am obsessed with their loose leaf tea selection. They have some of the most fun flavors while also, you know, all of the traditional teas that we know and love. And so I'm so excited to talk to Sarah today. This is a conversation about tea. You're going to leave this with some fun facts you didn't know that you needed to know. But what I really want you to take from this conversation is an invitation to incorporate some beautiful rituals into your life in whatever way, shape, or form that looks like for you. We talk about habits a lot on this show, and habits are those unconscious patterns that we fall into day in and day out. And those unconscious patterns that we are existing in inform so much of our life. Now, what's different about a ritual than a habit is a ritual is a series or a sequence of events that is really intentional. It might be a way of almost moving us into some sort of action or into a new headspace or a new mindset. And so today we're going to talk about the ritual of tea, of preparing tea, of choosing your tea, of drinking tea. And I want this to be an invitation for you to take three to five minutes out of your day, every day, in the morning or the afternoon or the evening, whatever feels right for you, 
to take some deep breaths and to check in with yourself. Our ritual is a sacred, special series of events that are really intentional. And they make the mundane moments of life, which there are many mundane moments day to day, a lot more special. I think rituals are incredibly beautiful and most cultures have specific rituals in place. We have rituals around the holidays, which are coming up. I know in our family, we have rituals when we're putting the kids to bed with Brooklyn in particular. Right now we read a story and then she likes her little arm tickles and her back scratch. And then both Scott and I have our secret handshake with her. With James, he's reading on his own now, but every single night we sit down in bed, we do the handshake, he gets the back scratches and the arm tickles as well, and then off they go to bed. It's this special moment that we have together. So the invitation for you as you listen to this episode is to think about where you could incorporate ritual into your life. And we'll just start with once a day, once a day, where you could make a cup of tea and open a book or your journal and do some writing for 15 minutes or learn something new, or maybe it's a podcast, or maybe it's just breathing for two minutes and becoming totally present in the space that you're in, noticing what's happening outside your window or within your home, just appreciating the simple pleasures around you. So Sarah is here to join us today. Sarah's love of tea began with a love of travel and when she was visiting China where she first discovered the rich tea culture in the country. Living there, she deepened her understanding of tea craftsmanship, growing regions, and conditions. This is such a beautiful conversation today. And if you haven't experienced David's Tea on your own yet, you have to try it. Head to their website, davidstea.com. And in the episode, I will let you know what my favorite teas are. So Sarah, without further ado, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. What a treat. I would love to know a little bit more about your background and how you came to be at David's Tea and in this role that you're in right now. I'll start with um, where I came to the world of tea, where I started my journey. I was living in China after university, and I had a friend who was a tea broker, someone who sold, bought, and sold tea at Origin. And I I don't think I had ever really thought about where tea comes from too much or, you know, really appreciated the kind of work that has to be done to get us uh, this beautiful product through that, you know, first acquaintance and then living in China where I was able to see an entire culture that drinks tea regularly and and, and has a deep appreciation uh, really led me to the world of tea. And then fast forward a few years, um, I lived in, in the UK as well and got to live in a different tea culture. And following uh, my master's, I I decided to come back to Montreal because uh, my dad and my cousin had uh, started this, David's Tea was one store, you know, at that point. And uh, they said, we we started a tea company. And I said, well, that just doesn't sound like a real job, you know, like I couldn't (laughs) believe, you know, that that was even an option. So I I decided to join them uh, at the time just briefly. And then I mean, tea was definitely a hobby, but it became uh, my whole life. So it was uh, it was a beautiful evolution, I would say. But 
it still feels too fun to be a, a real job. Wait, I did not know this. So your dad and brother started David's Tea? My cousin, yeah. Your cousin? No way. Oh my gosh, this is really a family-run business. Uh, it was at the beginning. It's grown uh, a lot since then, since day one. When I think about tea, I immediately think about my Nana, who has now passed away. And she was from the UK originally before moving to Canada. And every single day, she had this teapot with her Earl Grey tea in there. All day, she would be sipping tea. When you came over to her house, it was, would you like a cup of tea? And it didn't really matter if you wanted the tea or you didn't want the tea. You were having a cup of tea in the little teacup. But now whenever I have it, it takes me back to that place. And it is such a cultural ritual for for many different places. When you were in China, what did you notice about the Chinese? Like what type of tea are they drinking and when are they drinking it? In China, what was really interesting for me was the jasmine tea that, that was served at every restaurant when you would sit down, uh, just something we don't have here. You know, it, it was just such a nice warm beverage. That really struck me. I think I just started drinking a lot of tea without realizing it. And I thought that was, I mean, that's what culture is, right? Where it's a little bit less conscious sometimes. And I do love a lot of things about um, traditional Chinese medicine and the, the, the philosophy and without knowing too much at the time, I, I really, I loved drinking hot water. And I think that's something that I learned living there and, and, and through friends that, you know, they really don't think that cold water is like good for your system and digestion, that it's like too startling. Oh, interesting. I love what you said about culture is not always conscious. It's just the way it is. It's just like when I went to my Nana's house, you just sat down and you had your tea. And when you were there, you sit down at dinner and the tea is just part of it. It's just served and you find yourself drinking it because it's there. It's so interesting to think about that and to think about some of the unconscious patternings that we have. I mean, there's people who listen to this show all over the world, but in particular in North America, what are those unconscious patterns that we exist in, even the way that we eat our food with knives and forks and what we normally have for a beverage at dinner time. All of these little things become habits. And then these habits inform our health and wellness. There are habits inform the path of our life ultimately. I mean, we're having a conversation about tea, so it might seem like, well, that's taking it kind of far. But really, our unconscious patterning and our habits become the routine of our life and lead us down certain pathways, which is why as a health coach, I'm so obsessed with our habits and becoming more conscious of the patterns that we exist in. When I think of winter, I imagine cozy sweaters, brisk walks through fallen leaves, and getting cozy by a fire with a big mug of tea and my book. My all-time favorite tea is the Loose Leaf Tea from David's Tea. With the most incredible selection of traditional tea blends and fun, unique blends like pumpkin chai and candy cane crush, 
David's tea is always stocked in my home, and it's a go-to gift for the people I love most every holiday. Until December 23rd, head to davidstea.com to get 15% off loose leaf tea when you use the code RAWBEAUTY15. If you're not sure where to start, organic cream of Earl Grey and organic chamomile dreamland are beautiful blends. And of course, my personal fave, Sunny Sea, which is bursting with freshly squeezed orange. They also have a selection of teas to support you through cold and flu season. If you have a sore throat, stuffy nose, or if you feel under the weather, the organic cold 911 tea is a must. Create a beautiful ritual in your day with David's Tea. Go to davidstea.com to get 15% off all their loose leaf teas when you use code rawbeauty15 at davidstea.com. That's 15% off all loose leaf teas at davidstea.com. Use the code rawbeauty15. Happy sipping. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash talks. Rules and restrictions may apply. So what is the process of making tea? Like give us the 101 on tea. Spill the tea on tea. <laughs> I, mean, I feel honored to be the one asked this question because there are so many people very knowledgeable about this. But basically, there are different tea types. So the way we've organized our stores, you know, it starts on our tea wall so we, we started with organizing the teas and levels of oxidation. So a good way to think about it is it all comes from the same tea leaf. So the first categories on our wall all start as a green little bud on a tea plant somewhere in the world that grows tea. There are tea regions, China, India, Sri Lanka, Kenya, one of my favorite, Nepal, uh, an emerging tea origin. So tea plants are grown and they're, they're harvested and then there's about as many different ways to process that leaf. I, I compare it to wine making sometimes, you know, which helps people or cooking because there's just like a bunch of different ways. But generally, there are ways to oxidize the leaf, which means like, you know, expose it to oxygen. So you can kind of make sense of this when you start to see what's in your cup. So a black tea would be more oxidized than a green tea. So green tea seems and tastes closer to like a raw green leaf. And then even within green tea, there's, you know, some that are more roasted. Like, so the Chinese green tea, for example, is, is fried, like more in a fried preparation, whereas like the Japanese green tea is more steamed. That's one of the mm. ways I explain it when <laughs> sometimes to customers is like, sometimes people say they don't like green tea and you're like, well, have you ever tried 
a different origin or a different processing type. And that's within the Camellia sinensis, the, the tea plant. But after that, you have the world of herbals. So on our tea wall, so after puer, which is the most oxidized, we enter the, the, the world of herbals and, and infusions. And that is something from day one, we considered everything that was infused in water a tea. That includes rooibos from South Africa, which is a personal favorite. And I could probably talk to you for an hour just about rooibos. But we have lots of different like chamomile infusions or mint. These are all tea, but not all of them are from the tea plant. So that's something unique to, I'd say, David's tea in that we have such, we consider so many things tea. Yes. And that's why the flavor profiles are so incredible when you go on even the website. I mean, it's just so fun. There's a lot of choice. And I think that is, you know, sometimes a a downside to some people because it is intimidating. But I always encourage uh, anyone to just go with the flavor you would like in real life. You know, like if you like blueberries, you'll probably like the blueberry tea. If you you tend to like grassier flavors or, um, you know, a lot of steamed vegetables, like you'll probably like the Japanese green teas. So there are um, ways to get really, really specific with tea. Like it's, it's one of those worlds like wine or food, right, where you can get really, really knowledgeable. So it is a little always intimidating at first to get into something like as vast as tea, but we always start with flavor. Always. We always want to be thinking with things that we want to incorporate into our life. How do we make this pleasurable? Even if it's moving your body, it's like, how do you make it pleasurable and check in with what you enjoy doing and what feels fun? Because it makes it a thousand times more sticky and more likely that you'll actually do the thing or eat the thing or whatever it is. So, I mean, one thing that just really stood out for me is the fact that I had no idea that traditional teas all come from the same plant. I thought that there was like different bushes out there with different types of leaves. And that's what was creating all these different flavors. Like a Japanese green tea was some sort of plant that was grown in Japan. So this is really interesting that they're all coming from the same leaves. And it's much more about the preparation, oxidization, how those leaves are prepared that creates the different flavor profiles and the different types of tea. I also love that David's tea has expanded what we would typically consider to be a tea to anything that can be steeped in water. I have to say right now for anybody who's like, okay, well, I'm going to go check this place out. The Sunny Sea tea is one of my absolute favorites. The organic cream of Earl Grey is so next level. I mean, I really can have that instead of my coffee and enjoy it more. And then you have a whole line of more function forward teas that I have on stock always, always, always in the fall and winter, which are your cold 911. You have a bunch that are much more, it feels like they're remedies for cold and flu season that I absolutely love. So if anybody is heading to the website, you can use the code rawbeauty15 to get 15% off any of the David's Tea loose leaf teas. We'll make sure that there's a link down below for that. I want to talk about rituals and creating rituals with tea. What does your tea consumption look like? Like when are you incorporating tea into your day? I find that I have a very 
strong nighttime ritual with tea. I have young kids and, you know, we're in Montreal and, you know, it's going, going into flu season. It's going into cold season. It is dark here really early. And honestly, even in the, in the summertime, I, I love to, to have that nighttime tea. I really find that it just helps me transition into a time where I can, you know, cue my body into, into rest. And um, it's at a point now where I don't even think about it as a ritual. It's so much part of my life. I really love having the variety. I think that's what's made it so sticky, which I love that term. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'm into more like, you know, functional sleep teas. If I'm having trouble winding down, maybe more in the summer where I need to like, you know, take it down a notch. But in this time of year, honestly, I'm a half asleep at like 545. Me too, sister. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm such an early to bed person. And so by the time my kids go to sleep at like, you know, 730, 8 o'clock, I'm already like, I, I can barely boil the water. I'm like, <laughs> I hear you. I love that. I would say for me, there's two times of day when I drink tea. So I wake up in the morning and I'm getting up pretty early right now for the first time in my life since having kids. I'm finally getting myself out of bed, moving my body. I have had this as a goal for like four years. So James is eight, Brooklyn is six. It's taken a second for me to get here. I have my traditional, typical, stereotypical wellness coach, water and lemon. Then I give myself a latte, which everyone knows for a long time I was off coffee completely. I have a latte. Then what happens is in the afternoon, I start to fade. I start to have the like, I'm been on my computer for a long time. I need something sweet. I need something to wake me up a little bit. This is not the time to have coffee. You want the coffee. It is not the time to have coffee. This is where I've trained myself to have tea. And I love it so much because if I need a little bit of caffeine at that time, I'll have some green tea. And if I just want something sweet and something warm, then I'll have my sunny seat tea. I mean, you can, again, have whatever feels right for you. Chamomile tea if you need something to calm you down. And then again, after the kids go to bed, I will make another tea at that time. And it's usually more of something that is going to be winding me down, something that's calming. So those are my two tea times of the day now. And it really has become this unconscious thing. And it feels so good to have that warm mug, that little something in your cup. But then what I love about it is that you're also getting all of the benefits of whatever it is that you're steeping in the water. So I feel like I'm doing something good for my body. I'm hydrating because obviously tea is in the water. It's warm. It's like exciting for my mouth. So it's just the, this beautiful little ritual. And at this point, I just do it unconsciously. But I think you got to have a couple of options that you like so that there's not a lot of friction between you and the thing that it is that you want. It, it just makes sense that your body wants different flavors or different you know, levels of caffeine, like you were saying. On different days, you might have had something different for lunch. You might have, you know, you might feel a different way. You might feel nauseous. You might want something that's a little bit more ginger and uh, soothing. Like for me, for example, I can't, I can't drink green tea on an empty stomach. But I, I overall, I find that drinking tea is being kind to your body. <laughs> I'm someone who's always moved very quickly and 
That's just like my natural. Yes, that is your natural state. I mean, there are many people listening right now who are nodding their heads like, me too, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Move, move too fast, you know, like nothing like having kids that help me slow down. But I really have learned to embrace that the part about making a cup of tea is part of what's good for me. Um, yes, the benefits. Yes, the, the warm beverage or the cool beverage. Yes, all of that. And I could list all the benefits. But I don't think that's the selling point at the end of the day. Like for me, it's really that I boil water or even that I make, I prepare something. I love preparing matcha. I I find it a huge stress reliever to whisk (laughs) the physical uh, movement of it. Um, And so many people ask me like, what's your tea on the go situation? I'm like, well, I try not to be on the go when I'm making tea in general. Yeah. But that's part of the the ritual for me is really actually taking a minute and a minute can feel like a long time, you know, when you're actually still or you're actually conscious of it. So I think that's my my ongoing tea ritual is really just sitting and enjoying it instead of moving at 100 miles an hour. So I love that. As you were saying that, I'm like, Sometimes I get antsy making tea. I'm like, the water's taking so long to boil and then you got to steep it. But maybe that's the invitation right there is to just, I mean, really, that is a three minute process. That is not that long. But maybe that's the invitation is to just take three to five minutes to breathe, to come back down to earth, to find your feet, to be in the present moment a couple times a day to bring that sense of inner harmony and inner peace into your day. I love that. I love that reframe of what that ritual can look like and what that can bring into your life. I know working with women all day, every day, that one of the biggest things that we need is that breath. Everybody's craving it right now. Everybody is craving just a deep breath and for things to slow down a little bit. So what I talk about a lot is the fact that the reality is life isn't slowing down. It's us who has to find the little moments and those little pauses to take the breath and to slow things down ourselves. So thank you for that. And maybe this is the perfect opportunity for anyone who's listening right now to think about what is that moment for you where you could take pause, even five minutes, even three minutes to breathe, to have a cup of tea to make your cup of tea, maybe let's just start there, to make your cup of tea, is it in the morning when you first wake up before the day hits? Is it in the afternoon when you're starting to feel your energy wane? Is it in the evenings when you're winding down for the night? This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friend. 
friends. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code rawbeautytalks at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code rawbeautytalks. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you over. What is your favorite David's tea? If you could only keep one, which one are you keeping? (laughs) She's shaking her head. I won't do it. (laughs) I I don't think I could choose. But right now I'm currently sipping ashwagandha chai. Ashwagandha is an adaptogen that I'm really interested in and isn't usually yummy, I would say. Like it's not something that is always, I, I mean, I've seen gummies, I've seen some things, but for me, this chai has has really hit the spot. It's something that I, I love at this time of year, but I actually started drinking it in the summer and I, I, I'm drinking it today. It's uh, my follow-up to Throat Rescue, which has a lot of licorice. So this also, you know, being a like a chai has a lot of warming flavors. And I, I just feel that for me, it's been like a great after lunch. And also the ashwagandha seems to seems to help. Is chai caffeinated? It can be. Uh, traditionally, uh, it's made on with a black tea. But we make a ton of herbal chais. There's a lot of herbal chais on the market, which is really just the spices. You know, the ginger, the cloves, the cinnamon. I'm ordering that immediately. I take ashwagandha (laughs) for anxiety in a little tablet, but I feel like that would be such a nice option for the evening as well or the afternoon, really anytime. Great afternoon. I find that if I drink caffeine really after lunch, my sensitivity has changed. And I'm really interested in this caffeine-free movement, really. People are moving away from caffeine in my my perception. Yes, they are. <laughs> they are because everybody's so uppity right now. Everyone's like nervous system has been through the ringer the last few years. And it's maybe no longer in this moment making us feel as good to have as much. 100%. I know that my personal sensitivity is that I I feel better when I drink a lot of herbal teas. I think it's, you know, it's very hydrating. I've always tried, I've always enjoyed drinking water, but this definitely helps, you know, instead of just making water like a chore, you know, it's, it's really helpful to, to drink a lot of herbal tea um, because caffeine is a bit dehydrating. So yeah, I felt better. I feel better. I sleep easier. I, 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 that's my personal um, kind of experimentation with it, but I find green tea really affects me. Like it really stimulates me uh, in like caffeine wise. So I really can't have that. And mate, I always warn people, do not start experimenting with mate uh, in the afternoon. You will not, you'll be like eyes wide open at two in the morning and then (laughs) cursing Sarah. (laughs) Yeah. think (laughs) Think about when you're having your caffeine and how sensitive your body is. I mean, it it really is something that can support you in the flow of energy throughout the day. So that little lift in the morning and then obviously helping us come down, wind down towards the end of the day. Love that. Any teas that are safe for kids to drink? Great question. My kids 
don't drink a lot of tea. They're very young. Yes. So they have loved uh, our Halloween tea called Magic Potion, a berry forward herbal tea. I know a lot of people love Forever Nuts has always been really popular with kids. Um, but I would say any of the caffeine free Sunny Sea is a great one. Yeah, my kids see Scott and I having tea, having coffee. And so, of course, then they want to participate because all the things. So, James, I made him a peppermint tea this morning and he was like, my eyes are watering when I bring them close to the cup. I was like, okay, that's not your tea for right now. Your taste buds aren't there yet, but a more berry forward tea. I just like the idea of them having their little mugs and and building these little rituals in for them as well, as long as it's healthy and not harmful. In my opinion, I stay away from from fruit juices for my kids, for example. I really find it a great, you know, flavorful option. I know just peachy is really good. We had a a blue tea in the summertime that the kids loved. Um, I love having it at a party or something, like a picture of it. And I find the colors are really appealing to kids. Um, To have something that's naturally blue, right? Because like a lot of the stuff in the world artificially blue. Our teas are made with um, butterfly pea flower. So they are, it's it's a beautiful flower that, you know, you've seen probably in cocktails and uh, mixology, but we use butterfly pea to, to make our teas blue. And I find it just such an easy sell, especially for my, uh, for my kids. They, they see it in a picture and they're like, what is that? And, and you can do it iced, right? So I feel like the iced is, is an easier kid sell for sure. Oh, I love it. Now, one thing I did want to let everyone know, because I'm obviously very mindful of brands that I'm speaking about and who I partner with. And when I was initially doing some research around David's tea, I mean, I've been talking about your tea for seven years now. It's in our little affiliate shop on the website. So huge fan. But I was especially happy and pleased to see that you're practicing and working towards more and more ethical and sustainable harvesting practices. You're using plastic-free and biodegradable sachets, recyclable packaging, and just continuing to work on having less of an impact on planet Earth and obviously the resources that you're pulling from. So I really appreciate that as a consumer and as somebody who's speaking about the brand. And I wanted to highlight that for everyone who's listening as well, because I know that matters to my community too. Yeah. I mean... I studied environmental science, so I, I come from that background of academically and, and personally. I, I Since day one, we've always worked uh, very closely with our suppliers, and I think we've come a long way in terms of even just working with the Ethical Tea Partnership. That's what we spend a ton of time on is um, exploring new producers and, and really making sure that we're using kind of what's best out there. So those are ongoing, ongoing challenges. And I, and I feel like we've, we've always put it at the forefront since day one in the company being a a natural product and something that people consume. It's incredibly important. Mm. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining me for uh, morning tea, for spilling the tea on tea and giving us, um, uh, sharing your, your knowledge in this topic and uh, inviting people to, Take a deep breath to take a moment to incorporate a ritual into their day, into their life that will benefit them, mind, body, and soul. 
again, for anybody who's tuned in right now, if you're like, okay, I need some tea in my life, head to davidstea.com, use code RAWBEAUTY15 for a limited time, only until December 23rd, to get 15% off all their beautiful loose leaf teas. You can thank me later. I'm recommending the creamy Earl Grey the sunny sea, and then also stocking up on a few for cold and flu season. And then I'm definitely going on to get this ashwagandha chai immediately. Sounds incredible. Amazing. And thank you so much for your podcast. I love listening to it and getting all your tips. So appreciate talking to you. Thank you. At the end of my health coaching sessions with my one-on-one clients, we always wrap up the call sharing our aha moment, our greatest takeaway, and then also getting really crystal clear on what their action steps are. And so I'd love to do the same with you after listening to this conversation, just taking a moment to know what your aha moment was or what your takeaway was from the time that we shared together right now. And then I would love for you to create your own action step. It's great to listen to this information, right? We're always gathering information and that in and of itself can create change in our life. But it's extra powerful if we take the next step of noticing, okay, how do I incorporate this newfound knowledge into my life? How do I embody this and integrate it? I want you to think for a moment about how you can integrate ritual into your own life. My tea ritual, as I mentioned during the episode, is to have tea in the evenings, and then I usually make a tea in the afternoon as well. My ritual in the evening, usually after the kids have gone to bed, I have to check in and finish off a few things at work and on my computer. And then I close my computer, I make myself a beautiful cup of tea, and then I'll grab a book and read for 15 minutes. I mean, to be honest, sometimes I'm falling asleep after five minutes. So (laughs) regardless, the ritual is to wrap up my day doing something that I absolutely love, which is reading. I get so much more satisfaction out of reading than scrolling Instagram. And while it's sometimes easier to just pick up the phone, get all those good dopamine hits. I mean, everyone wants to know right now what's happening with Taylor and her new romance. Is she married yet? It's easy to go into the phone, but it's so much more fulfilling for me at least to read a bit of my book. And there's something about making the tea that now connects me to the reading. And it's just this beautiful evening ritual that I have. So my invitation for you is to think about how you can incorporate some sort of ritual that will serve you in your life, that will make the mundane or the parts of life where you know you're not living in alignment fall back into alignment. So a lot of people I know feel like, oh, I sit on my phone in the evenings and I scroll and I don't want to be doing that anymore. So let this be the invitation to reflect on what may not be working or where there's an opportunity to add more into your life. And then think about what is the ritual? What is the series of steps that I can take to make it feel a little more special, to make me feel like I'm living in a little bit more alignment with my highest self. All right, everybody, take what resonates. Leave the rest behind. I hope you enjoy living out your rituals this week. I will see you next week, same place, same time. 
Thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Please take a moment to rate, review, or follow on your favorite podcast app and share this episode with someone that you think could benefit. Join the Raw Beauty Talks community at Raw Beauty Talks. And remember, it's your story, your body, your mind, and your journey. So think about what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. I'll see you next week. Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com slash listen or on your favorite podcast platform.